And you're very welcome to the Big Review Ski with me, Owen, and there's Rory. Hiya. Hello. Rory, <laughs> we're here to talk about nobody, but also you're here to talk to somebody. Am I am I getting that correct? Right, okay. I see I see already the confusion. I'm here to talk to you, Owen, mm-hmm. and we shall talk about the movie Nobody to the audience of the Big Review Ski, who are somebodies. Clear as mud. Gotcha. Fierce. Uh, yeah, so Nobody is the new action thriller starring headlined by Bob Odenkirk, who everyone should know from Better Call Saul and or Breaking Bad. Um, and we got the, again, exclusive with the Woo-hoo. cast and creators of this new movie. So it's written by the guy who created John Wick. Uh, oh, wow. So that can kind of give you the, the idea of this. It is... If you imagine John Wick, if his wife hadn't, I think, died of cancer at the start of the first one, if she was still alive and they had kids and he was in his mid-50s and he was just kind of living a boring life and then all of a sudden uh, he is drawn back into a life of violence because someone breaks into his home and he, uh, he, he doesn't want to be a boring husband anymore. He wants to kind of go back to his more violent ways. That's essentially what nobody is. I love this is like basically John Wick crossed with Gwyneth Paltrow's sliding doors and we've come up with <laughs> nobody essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also like a bit of a midlife crisis uh, but made super violent. Uh, so Bob Odenkirk is filling the Keanu Reeves role in this and he does completely throw himself into the incredibly violent action scenes in this. The fights in this, oh my God, they are so like if you thought john wick was violent goodness gracious this is violent so yeah we'll we'll rip through it so first up is connie nielsen who uh people may know more from wonder woman she is thingy's mum i think in uh, i think yeah, she's Diana's Wonder Woman's mummy yeah she's the queen um, of th- th- scary th- th- i can never pronounce i can never pronounce <laughs> the island uh in this she is bob odenkirk's uh wife uh kind of unhappily married wife um, but over the course of the movie, without getting into too much detail, there is a suspicion that she is not entirely forthcoming about who she really mm. is with with, with her husband. So yeah, so she's up first in these chats and uh, we have a nice nice conversation about, you know, being in a cool, violent action movie. <laughs> Amazing. Take it away, Connie. Connie, how are you today? I'm so good. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Um, for just right off the bat, I absolutely loved this movie. I've been describing it as an ultimate Friday night in movie. I think it's so much fun. Uh, but I'm curious, what is Connie's ultimate Friday night movie? Well, I love like old movies as well. Sure. And um, and so you know, with my kids, I have kids of all ages. We kind of go through all of the classics. I'm a big Criterion Collection uh, kind of person as well. I watch that too. But I'm also a member of the Academy, so I'm trying to literally catch all of the movies that are out right now on the Academy app. And so um, I'm just watching, watching, watching movies every night. So for me, every night is a Friday night movie right now. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good way to be, I think. Um, I have to say, I really enjoyed your interactions with bob's character in this in this movie there were so many 
small little moments, like just even the, the pillow divider between you both, without having said saying anything, it really spelled a lot out. But I, the scene where you kind of sew him back up after his first attack, uh, it felt like there was a lot more going on with your character. Did you did you kind of feel that in yourself, or did you have discussions with the writer or director about about kind of everything else around your character? Yeah, I think that we left a lot unsaid because there is like this, there's this this whole mystery at the core of who we are. And we didn't want to reveal uh, too much right now, but we also wanted to be sure that we weren't excluding um, that sensation. So that when you do see that, we did talk about like, did she do this before? And yeah. Have they done this for each other? Are they are they a team in more ways than we know? Yeah, like I definitely got some Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibes from it. Like just almost as if like if there is a sequel to come, I would not be surprised if your character turned out to be even more lethal than he is. Um, is that something you'd be interested in if there if there was a sequel down oh the road? My God, absolutely. Like we were talking about what Ron said, and I'm just like saying, look. I cannot wait to come back to this character and tell this whole other story. It would be so incredible. So I'm so glad. I swear every journalist has been saying precisely that. <laughs> well, hopefully my next question is, is a more original one because coming from Ireland, I of course have to ask an Irish question. And I believe you recently worked on a film in Ireland. You worked on Sea Fever? That's right which I thought was fantastic, a great little horror movie. But can you tell me, did you did you have a good time while you were filming it? I did. I love the Irish and I love Ireland. It's so beautiful too. It's my second time shooting in Ireland and I love it. It's what a great, you know, place. Also like what great culture I went to see. Uh, Hamlet by uh, with Ruth Negga. Uh, it was just like it was what a what a fantastic place is Dublin, but also all of the nature and all of the incredible communities around all over Ireland. Unbelievably amazing place. And just one one final question: um, Are you excited, or have you had any conversations or anything at all uh, with Patty and Gal about potentially coming back for? Uh, some, oh, yeah, I almost said World War Three, Wonder Woman three. <laughs> Yes, yes, I have. That is a yes. Um, and I guess we're just waiting on Warner Brothers to finalize uh, the date. Uh, we definitely, and there is a story, Patty has written it out. And so there is like this whole thing uh, for three and also for the Amazons. Uh, you know, there, I believe there's even a standalone film for the Amazon. So I guess we're just waiting to see where uh, DC prioritizes uh, the their investment in DC verse. Fantastic, Connie! Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And of thank course, you. you're you're always welcome back in Ireland. Oh, thank you so much. Connie Nielsen there chatting to you, Rory. Just in case you didn't know that, Rory. No, yeah, did you? Yeah, fair enough. Who's up next? It's the director. Now, my Russian isn't necessarily up to scratch. Oh, but, I thought uh, you just done the the whole no, Russian. I'm, School? No. No, you must Language be thinking school. of. Uh, no, you're definitely thinking of, of another Owen Doherty. Oh, That's all right. One. Yep. <laughs> so, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Ilya Nyshuler uh, is the director. Uh, as far as I know, I think he's only had one other movie. 
but I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's Hardcore Henry. Do you ever see it? Oh, wait. Is that the first person one? That's the first person one. Yeah. Wow. With, right, um, okay. Who was the... Who's your man? Shato Copley was in it. Right, okay. And, and it's like the pure is, adrenaline yeah. rush. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So, And he was he, he kind of made a name for himself as well because he had that very famous first person music video that uh, did, did the viral rounds a few years ago and then he was offered Hardcore Henry and now this is like his, his proper Hollywood movie. Um... And he gives it a good old whack. Let's be. Let's, I'm going to be honest. Be, to be fair, like a good violent whack is uh, is my best description for this. Uh, he, he the action scenes in this are done fantastically well, uh, and one of the best things, one of the best compliments I can give a movie like this is that it knows to stay around ninety minutes. It's mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't it's not fat on this at all. Um, so yes, yeah, so a challenge to him about you know action movies and just putting together like the violent action scenes in this and working with uh, an actor like Bob who just seems like a an odd choice for this kind of role um but pulls it off immaculately so yeah so this is Ilya Naishuler on his directing role in this movie Ilya how are you today I'm great thank you how are you I'm really good. Um, I have to say congratulations on this movie. I enjoyed it so, so much. I've been describing it to everyone as potentially one of my future ultimate Friday night in movies. I think it's just, it's so much fun. Um, But I'm really curious, what would one of your ultimate Friday night in movies be? um, I think the first one that was on replay throughout the summer of 99 or 2000 was the matrix. That was something oh, that yeah. I was 15 in that movie. We've literally watched it, you know, every weekend, twice, twice, Saturdays and Sundays. I think nowadays, I think the, the ones that I keep coming back to and rewatching are mostly comedies. This is something that, you know, feel good pick me ups. And I, I think I've seen Anchorman and hot fuzz at this point, about 20 times each. And I <laughs> wish I had more courage to look for, you know, things I haven't seen before and expand my possible horizons of film watching experience, but nope. Sometimes I'm like, all right, it's Edgar Wright time. That's it. And I could do the Cornetto trilogy in one go and it makes me happy. No, I, I listen. It's like comforting. I, I totally understand it. Um, I'm always curious when it, when it comes to movies like this because uh, I, a, a fact that sticks out in my mind, I always remember Ang Lee when he was talking about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Whenever it came to a fight scene, in the script it just said, they fight. And then you just see the magic that he's made. I'm curious, uh, in your case, when it came to this, what were what was there in the script and what were like your personal parameters for what you wanted to expand it to? Um, I think Derek is a very fantastic writer, especially in the sense when it comes to describing action scenes, he gets the important points across. Like, for example, the bus fight said he starts off slow and then like a machine gets oiled up and goes at it hard. That's it. And it really was, you know, three or four lines into a four minute scene, uh, which allows you to think there, sit down with your team, with the stunt team and coordinators and figure it out what we're gonna do, how we're gonna tell the story wise. Um, so, and then sometimes he gets to be specific when he needs to be specific. So it's, um, it really leaves a lot as it should. You know, a script is not a direct instruction. It's, it's a manual that should tell the story and then you figure out all, uh, all the visual side of it. So it was, um, it was just a lot of fun sitting down and figuring stuff out. And occasionally I called Derek and Derek, do you think it's too much if we use a Claymore 
to do something. He's like, and he's like, no, I think I'm like, that's what I was thinking too. So it's just, you know, it's back and forth, the discussion, talking to Bob, talking with producers and figuring out the most juiciest, uh, yet still somewhat grounded things that we can go for. Uh, that's my pull quote right, right there. It's like, do you think it's too much to use a claymore? No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, one of my one of the things I absolutely loved in it is like there's an, there's an old school, uh, visceral, real physical approach to the action. It's stuff that you kind of people I, I know I associate with the 80s and 90s, and then we missed it a bit when CJ came in. Um, but when it comes back to making it that felt through the screen, is that more difficult or less difficult than? Uh, implementing CGI. Oh, I think it's different. I think CGI is a phenomenal tool, and if you use correctly, it's you know it's it's we're lucky to have it. Um, it to me it just always felt um, you know if this was a superhero movie, you know it would be it would be a little bit different. But sure. because we're, what we're doing, we're allowed to have this grounded realism where sure there's some elevation in terms of how much the act the characters can take, but um, it's a lot of it comes the fact the fact that you're feeling some of the action. I think a lot of it comes from Bob emoting throughout. He's not just there, you know, throwing the punches. He's actually working through. The character is always going through something. If there's a close-up in his eyes, he's thinking. There's gears are turning. That's a wonderful thing with Bob. A little bit of Bob goes a long way. So I'm glad you felt, you picked up that that feeling we were, we were going for. Because we were always saying that, you know, it's a South Korean thriller. And we are always referencing, uh, my, my personal best reference was uh, Bittersweet Life. For the okay. abrupt violence and, and the character, sort of the inner conflict. And obviously, all the old boy, old boy, and and um, but um, it was something from the very get go. We talked about the character gets wounded; he's real. He can't, you know, get shot and get up and you know do some more. So there's a there's a fine balance of, of course, it's still uh, not fully grounded because otherwise it's a very different movie. But we're going to keep it to this realism that we love so much in our favorite films. Fantastic, Ilya. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. That interview with Ilya, all like first person mode, like his famous music video, and like uh, I keep going to say, Horrid Henry, which is a cartoon for kids on Netflix. It's no, uh, well, uh, my interviews are all first person mode because they're from my eyes, so gotcha. they would be. But uh, like, if you're looking at, I don't know where to take this joke. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no is the answer. As well as Ilya, and as well as Connie. Uh, we've got producer Kelly McCormick. Now, producers are always an interesting one because mm. they're like, yeah, are you, you know, because they're not front of camera, they're not big household names necessarily. Yep. But then you kind of stop and you look at their CV and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> you've been involved in some incredible films. So what was Kelly McCormick like? Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She's part of a production group that were behind John Wick, Atomic Blonde, uh, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, Sorry, I'm just. This just feels like Kelly McCormick is like the producer of your dreams, where yeah. uh, she's made all of these films for Rory Cash. Yeah, Deadpool too, and she's doing. Um, I think it's fair to say it's the movie I'm most excited about seeing in 2022. It's a movie called Bullet Train. Um, have you heard about this one? Uh, like I've heard of the Japanese concept of a bullet train, but something tells me if her back catalogue has John Wick and this brand new film, nobody in it, something tells me they're really going to put the bullet in the bullet train on this one. Yeah, like it's got uh, Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Michael Shannon, uh, Zazie Beetz, and they're all playing assassins on the bullet train who find out that they have all been given the exact same target. Uh, but it's whoever gets the target to wherever it needs to be, uh, and only whoever you know completes the mission will get the money. 
-hmm. So it's this constant moving action movie on a bullet train with these super famous, super attractive people all trying to kill each other in (laughs) a very violent way. I just, I cannot wait. So she has that coming next year, but this year is, is nobody. Uh, So yes, I got to chat to her about, you know, why these particular type of movies she's so drawn to producing. And she does give a little bit of, a little bit of a snippet of an answer about what to expect from bullet train as well. Kelly, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Uh, Nobody is, I can see it quickly becoming maybe one of my ultimate Friday night movies. I enjoyed it so much. It's such a, such an entertaining film. Uh, So just to get right into it, what would you consider to be your ultimate Friday night movie? Well, right now, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be there with you. We can share popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds good to me. Uh, there is a certain aspect to it that I absolutely loved. And it's 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 kind of like, uh, like John Wick, I think, is obviously a film that brought it back, as did Atomic Blonde. It's kind of like an old school violence where the viewers know it's physical. It's not CGI and they can they can feel it. And it's something that I definitely felt in nobody. It's like a, it's a visceral reaction. Um, was that something? Is that something you enjoy as a producer, knowing that's the kind of action film you're making? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think at Eddie's of the North, we're always looking for really interesting characters, and that's where the action kind of comes in. You know, the the way in which, you know, their how it punctuates their arc, right, um, as they go through this journey in the picture, is critical to the success we think of the film and in action space as well as just in an experience, and for. Uh, you know, and and for certain films like you know, like Hutch and and Nobody, um, that has to feel super grounded and ha- you know, and and really gritty. And you know, I think you have to feel like you're really in it. And so, in this particular case, as well as the other two that you mentioned, um, I do. Th- you know, I that's really exciting for that. I've, obviously, in other instances, heightened action can be really fun too. Um, but in those, yeah. Uh, there's there's some clever kind of casting choices because when you cast someone like Bob Odenkirk in this role, it's it's almost a shorthand to give uh, the audience an immediate sense of who the person is. Like if you cast uh, Charlize in Atomic Blonde, you know who she is. And the same with this, there's kind of a, it saves a lot of time because the film is 90 minutes and you want to get to the point. Um, but was there ever any, I guess, qualms over, over hiring someone who's not an action star to do something this action heavy? Uh, a couple of things. I mean, he came to us with the idea, so there was never anybody other than Bob for the role. <laughs> um, but secondly, I mean, the fact that he isn't a classic action hero is one of the exciting things about what, what we could do with that character. And, you know, how does that character handle action? How do we make him visceral and virile and like, you know, able to, I mean, make it believable that he does what he does in the film, which I think we achieved incredibly well. Um, and that's exciting. It makes for, uh, you know, more options, uh, more uh, originality potentially, and like, you know, bold choices, I'd say. Absolutely. And just looking forward, uh, you've, you've one of the most exciting IMDb pages on the entire <laughs> website, just to put that out there. <laughs> but I understand that uh, the bullet train's already in production. Uh, yeah. Are you excited it's, for the world to see that? It's bananas. Be, get ready. <laughs> if there were like seatbelts on bullet trains, you'd need one. That's all I. 
well that's 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 your poster quote already <laughs> we didn't get the chance to uh to talk about your irish background but we will when, we when will. Train comes around. I hope to have more time with you in the future for sure <laughs> well when we ha- when we have our friday night in we're watching nobody we can chat about it then love it i would love that <laughs> perfect Ke- kelly will. thank you so much yeah take care Train. Right. Like the greatest film of all time. But nobody also sounds uh, amazing and no better man to talk to than the star of the show himself, Mr. Bob Odenkirk. As you said, most people will know him as Saul Goodman from um, Better Called Saul and also the Breaking Bad TV series. <laughs> as if anybody needed clarification on what Breaking Bad was, but just listen, it's an American uh, TV uh, Claire, look it up a few years back. Yeah. Um, but I also love that he's the daddy and little woman completely out of the blue yes. um uh the amazing uh version of little woman from just a few years ago starring Saoirse Ronan and it took the whole world by surprise whenever their dad turns up and it's Bob Odenkirk and he just feels so out of place in this but uh he's obviously a really interesting piece of casting for this film uh as well nobody because nobody's thinking of him as a as a <laughs> amazing action star no and apparently like he kind of worked with the writer himself and was like I want to do this kind of film and then that was brought to the producers and then they brought it to the director so it was him who wanted it more than anyone else so it wasn't a, c- a case of someone reading the script and going you know who'd be perfect for this it was more that Bob thought he was perfect for it and he was correct because he's actually he's brilliant in it Um, we talked about the the one stunt in the movie that he didn't do uh, just a lot of this and he, he talks at length about like getting so physically ready for the fight scenes and actually being afraid of even the fake guns because he, he just seems to hate guns. But there's one stunt in particular that he was like, I'm not, no, that's not for me. Um, so he didn't go he full. like my kind of guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, no I, w- I will not be doing that one. That's yeah, not, thanks. nope, not for me. Thank you very much. Uh, and then also because, and it's something I asked them all is I find in in years to come, I think nobody will end up on uh, like ultimate Friday night viewing watch lists, you know, it's because it's short, because it's fun. It's such a, it's such an easy watch. I can see people going, Apple just put on nobody again on a Friday. So I wanted to know, like, what is his ultimate Friday night in? And the the best the best part was I didn't have to explain that to him because he immediately is like, I know exactly what you're talking about, yep. and then he has a list of them, and they're they're all very interesting uh, choices. So uh, yeah, legend, such a nice um, guy. Amazing. Can I ask a question? Because obviously you've seen the film and I haven't yet. Yes. But uh, Stubble, does Stubble play a role? Are we getting a Bob Odenkirk with with copious amounts of Stubble as he, you know, kind of delves into, or he spirals into his horrifically violent past? Gosh, I I guess maybe. I don't know, he's covered in blood a lot. I can't remember uh, if there's (laughs) there's much Stubble. Uh, a beard made out of blood. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> accurate. Okay, this is this is bloody Bob Odenkirk chatting to Rory. Bob, how are you today? I'm good. Where are you at in Ireland, Rory? I'm working out of Dublin, out of my home. Can't leave because of all this. Uh, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm in LA. Fantastic. First of all, um, I consider, I, I think nobody is going to end up becoming one of my ultimate Friday night movies. I had so much fun watching it, uh, and it's it's a, a specific kind of fun that I do consider a Friday night movie. But I'm curious, yeah. what yeah. would Bob Odenkirk consider to be one of his favorite Friday night movies? Uh, I know exactly what you mean, and I would say uh, 
hard boiled. Oh. Uh, I like watching, I've watched Police Story by Jackie Chan a number of times. Fantastic. Probably my favorite action film is Police Story. Um, Zelig, I know it's not popular to reference Woody Allen movies these days, but it's a great, funny movie, Zelig. And Animal House. Oh, sure. Of course. It's a great movie. It really is funny and awesome. Yeah, there's, there's there's something about this kind of movie where it, it automatically puts you in a good mood when you're when you're watching it, um, and I have to say that the the kind of the first big fight scene on the bus was phenomenal, absolutely brilliant. But um, I, I'm wondering how I, I know you obviously got very prepped for for a film like this because yeah. you have to; it's so physical. Was there was there a point or any particular stunt where you're like, I want to do that? but I'm not sure if I should go full Tom Cruise on this. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do my own fighting in this. Uh, like I said, police story by Jackie Chan is like my favorite action film. And of course he does all his own stunts and fighting. So that's why I trained as long as I did. And I felt fairly confident with the personal one-on-one fighting. Cause really that's what I trained over and over for guns were scary to me. Um, especially when the guns had these um, blanks in them that are pretty loud. They're as loud as a bullet if they're a full load. Um, and I even got like ringing in my ears from them. And they just scare me. Guns are sure. just, you got to respect guns. You got to be careful around them and Absolutely. show them great respect. So honestly, it was working with the guns, working with the blanks, uh, when I had to hold the gun close to someone's head, I mean, that kind of thing scares me because those blanks even have power, you know, yeah. but uh, the actual fighting, I love doing it. And I even love to do, to push the limits and try to do things that might hurt me. I did not. Oh, I don't want to wreck the movie. I didn't. I think I know what you're going to say. Does it still involve the bus? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I know. That's not me. Sure. I, I figured that might not be you. And but. if you notice, if you want, next time you see that, watch that his leg gets caught on the window. I did. I did. Because I even watching, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit when I said that. It. was intense. I'm trying to have a limp when I walk away. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, I never even, yes, I never, I never clocked the, the, the connection of the limp. Yeah. Um, but one last one, it does seem to set up a fantastic almost universe for your character. Uh, and just quickly, if, if you'd like, um, would you consider this a one and done? Are you happy you've done this big action movie now? Or if they offered, would you come back for more? Oh, I would definitely come back for more. And the reason why is, and it really was, I wasn't sure, you know, I just wanted to do an action movie. I wanted to give my intensity. I was willing to train. I had these feelings inside me that I felt like, they, they belong in an action movie. Um, but I had so much fun doing that bus sequence. Right. I did not, I did not think it would be that much fun to do this, but you know, you train, you choreograph, but then there's all this problem solving you have to do. It's kind of like being in a room full of like a comedy writer's room. It was the closest thing to that where you're, you're, you got to work it out together. And I would love to have that experience again. I'd love to see it again. Bob, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. The Bob Odenkirk there, Animal House. Uh, do you know what? I think this Friday I'm going to stick that on. 
It's either another Friday night movie, Marley and Me, basically. Ah, you can't beat it. Well, complete action flick. Yeah, what? start to finish, very bloody. So much gore. In Marley and Me, have you got? Is this like you've you've got a wrong disc in the wrong case or something? Oh God, I think I might have mixed up <laughs> mixed up my DVD. It's Cujo. It's Texas <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. But uh, yeah, no, he sounds like an absolute dream. Yeah, he just like he's just in, another one of those people who just seems effortlessly cool and just is just having a great time being a brand new kind of late in life action star. Uh, and again, like as I said earlier, he doesn't seem like a. Uh, an obvious choice for this kind of film and then when you watch him and you're like yeah you did it you did the damn thing um and if there's ever a nobody too i'll be i'll be there front row because it, it, like i had so, again so much fun with this one jerry actioner that's the the genre isn't it it is i don't like that term though it sounds you're not. offensive it makes i don't like it it sounds like like clint eastwood i'm like yeah okay he's jerry actioner because he's Liam so Neeson. old Liam neeson now sure because i think he's actually in the <laughs> yeah. 70s but like Jerry Actioner. Like, it, it's it's a good word. It gets a point <laughs> yeah. across. But it just, it sounds like if I said, I feel like if I said to Clint Eastwood's face, oh, your new Jerry Actioner movie, I feel like he might punch me. <laughs> He'd absolutely put you in the ground. Yeah. That's fair enough. Okay, so nobody uh, coming out very soon. And uh, Bob Odenkirk, you can listen back to all those interviews. We've also got ah, Killian Murphy is yeah. there for yeah. uh, A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, Angelina Jolie is there as well. Uh, and don't forget to check out TBR Spotlight. Uh, we've just done the Fast and Furious films. We've got Loki as well. So And uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier from way back uh, a couple of months ago as well. So there's loads um, for you to choose from there. So thanks for listening. And yeah, listen, if you feel like it, subscribe as well. Sure, why not? Go for it. Smash that subscribe button, you know? Yeah, and do you know what? If you don't, we're actually going to send Bob Odenkirk uh, <laughs> bloody stubble or not. If you don't, uh, we're, we're going to tell Kelly McCormick not to let you see Bullet Train when it comes out next year. That's a good threat. Let's go with that. Are we allowed to threaten the listeners? Well, only those who don't subscribe, so. Fair enough. Do as you're told. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.